welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, a spoiler cast. I'm your host, Ernesto, and I'm here with my co-host, Joel. Hello, hello. Joel, we finally have a nice setup, Joel. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm looking at the, the the audio tracks. Like we, Ernesto finally uh, Ernesto figured out the the way to be able to, so we could record with both mics um, using GarageBand. We tried and tried, but for some reason we just couldn't do it. But yeah. Ernesto finally was able to to figure that out. So thank you for that. And I'm seeing that I'm getting picked up on my mic and. I'm getting picked up on your mic, so oh. let's see how that's gonna go. Oh, jeez. Okay. No, it's 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 it's, it's gonna have to. It's gonna happen no matter what, just because like the proximity so of the microphones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what we're gonna be discussing slash reviewing is Nope, director Jordan Peele. Yeah, his third. His third, right? Film. Yes. Yeah, his third because the first one was Get Out, and then the, this one is, uh, and the next one was Us, mm-hmm. and now it's Nope. 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 So. Have you seen any of uh, Jordan Peele's? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I, I want to, but uh, I, I'm kind of like horror is kind of I'm a little scared, standoffish. Uh-oh. No, <laughs> standoffish. <laughs> a little standoff. Why? I don't know because it feels like horror is a very emotional investment, especially when it comes to like uh, getting scared. Really, you don't you don't like that feeling or what? No, I've been hurt too much because of the jump scares. Uh, yeah, jump. So yeah. it depends on what kind of horror. Like the horror we've watched, I think the last one was the, the sci-fi one. With the, the the aliens abducting and then they show actual clip at the end. Yeah. the third kind, I think it was. Or no, the kind. fourth, the fourth kind. The yeah, fourth the, kind, right? And that one is. freaked me out in a good way. And <laughs> I, I really like that one. Yeah. But yeah, f- until then, I haven't watched really like. Uh, you should watch this one movie. It's called I don't know what it's called, but it's on Netflix. It's um. It's basically this this chick who's deaf mm-hmm. and she's getting home invaded. Or oh, she's deaf. Death. Like, yeah, she like can't hear. The re- oh, okay. I thought you meant death, like the grim. <laughs> no, she's deaf. She can't oh. hear. Oh, jeez. And it's like it all plays out with when when the the camera is her perspective. There's absence of sound, so she has to figure out like what's happening, and then eventually the guy figures out that she can't hear. Oh, so oh, that's, I, that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I, I like it when horror genres uh, take it outside the box. Yeah, and, and when it comes to nope, it's it's, it's definitely outside, outside the, the box, box, but. Okay, before you start, or before you start, <laughs> okay. um, let, let's do what you what you think first. Like overall impressions. Did did you watch the other Jordan Peele stuff? Because no, you've known him more than I have. Yeah, I've known of Jordan Peele back when he started. He was in uh, Mad TV days, so I'm talking 2004, oh 2005. You know, that seems so long ago. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was insanely long ago now. And then uh, obviously uh, Keen Peele when they because it was both. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key, they were both uh, cast members of uh, Matt TV. And then, like, Matt TV ended, and there was like a lull when you didn't really hear about them. And then all of a sudden, right. Comedy Central bought them back with Key and Peele. Right. And it was, Key and Peele was fun. It was a fun, you know, quirky, um, sort of out there mm-hmm. sketch show. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you've seen some of the, some skits and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then that ended, and then he started making movies. Yeah, which is, which like, is kind oh. of out of nowhere. Just because it's uh, from his pedigree, it's like comedy and com- yeah. commentary and then well, movies. Exactly. Well, what came out of nowhere was that he was focusing on doing like horror-esque mm. type of films. Because if he, if he started just directing comedy and stuff like that, so that yeah. Makes, that tracks. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Makes sense. Uh, I had no interest in watching uh, Get Out <laughs> or Us. And I really didn't have a lot of interest in watching Nope either, but mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. a girlfriend. Got to keep her happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you watched that because of that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, get uh, not get out. Uh, nope. Um, 
it didn't i mean like i had no expectations for it so i, I just came in like all right let's see what happens and i'm it just felt a little too convoluted for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was setting up storylines that I felt would have been... If you would have actually like tried to pursue them as actual horror, it would have made a lot more sense than what was actually on, on film. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I went in with high expectations. Really? Just, yeah, just because, you know, us you and Get the Out... Hype? Yeah, <laughs> I believe the hype. No, really, I really did. I hate that I fell for it. Yeah. Because uh, Get Out and uh, Us were like critically acclaimed, you know, from... I think one of them even was nominated. Right, for an Oscar mm, or something like that. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was not just critical came, but like critics and audiences like yeah. it. So it's kind of, then they're never really on the same plateau unless it's a really good film kind of deal. You know, it's like once, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yes, uh, unless it's really good or unless ideologically they're on the same page. <laughs> That's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. They're on, there's some spectrum that they're together. Either mm. they like it or don't like it, but it's, it's weird to see such a, uh, you know, like 70% audience rating and then 80% critic. It's, exactly, yeah. So uh, I came in with the high expectations and... Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's it's very convoluted. Yeah. Yeah, it could split off in case you haven't watched it and in case you have messed the name, it's a spoiler cast. But it, it split the narrative about four ways and there's about four characters, right? There's a, an Asian character, I forget his name, I'm sorry. Um, and then you have uh, the two main characters and then the guy who works at Fry's. I don't Yeah, I, and then that, towards the end, the director. Oh, right, right, five. So five. technically five with yeah. the director because he's there at the beginning when they're filming a, uh, the commercial or something. Yeah, which I, 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 we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. And that the Hollywood scene for me made no sense, but now that you mentioned that the director was there, it was solely set up for the director <laughs> to come in an hour later. <laughs> right, exactly. He was there, like, oh wait, I have to do. Yeah, and it's. Uh, th- I think that's the biggest issue with this film. I feel like that it's uh, out there in narrative because it's like five different storylines. It's a, it's in the same vein of. Um, of a Christopher Nolan's film Dunkirk, Dunkirk. where it's, it's split in three, but yeah. then again, three is a little bit more manageable than four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like with Dunkirk, the interesting thing about that was that yes, it was split into three different narratives, but the narratives were told in different time frames. Mm. So, like, one was an hour, the other one was 12 hours, and then mm, like uh, seconds. Yeah, one was seconds. within like minutes or so, yeah, right, right. which is interesting trying to juggle, and it made it com- fucking confusing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what Christopher Nolan does. And this yeah. one, I felt like, you know, th- some of these characters that were introduced to the film, like you said, it just felt like a little too much going on that was distracting from the narrative. You know, we had yeah. the Asian character who owned, like, this old-timey theme yeah, park. Yeah, Western theme theme park or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like Saloon and Poopa Pow, that type of shit. Back in, like, at the base of the canyon where the, the, the family's ranch was. Right. And uh, you've seen it in the trailer, the, the, the family's business, like for generations, was supplying horses to Hollywood. Right. And um, we, we, as, we, as the movie progresses, we come to, to figure out that the father had a deal with the Asian dude. Um, I keep saying the Asian dude, but the... the, the Is, well, we can use this character, Juniper. Juniper? Yeah, because it was yeah. Juniper's, um, I think, catch or something. And that was the name of the ranch. Was Juniper? Juniper. Yeah, I think it's Jupe. Jupe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. I thought it was gonna be space related because it's like Juniper, not Juniper. Uh, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter. But I, I, I guess it's just his name. Just his name. Yeah. And um, there's even like this whole backstory within that character that mm-hmm. they sort of 
clunkily weave in and out of the, the narrative of the what the story is being told. Yeah, I, uh, I actually thought it was a joke. Yeah. Uh, because at the beginning, of, the whole production company is called Monkey Paw Productions, mm-hmm. right? And then, so the beginning of the the, the movie, it, it's the it's the screen for the production studio or uh, studios or something. But it, then it goes to that scene, and I was like, is this still part of the, the opening <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, and I it opens with the monkey, right? Right. Yeah. And I thought it was like, okay, cool. They got really convoluted. This with movie that. also made me feel so old. Really? Because oh. like all the flashback scenes were were based in like the late nineties. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> None yeah. of this tracks. Like that dude looks like he's forty-eight. How is he? Yeah, a child yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and uh, yeah, it, it does kind of it leaves breadcrumbs of other narratives for you to yeah. pick up, and, and not I don't want to say breadcrumbs, but like big loaves of bread, <laughs> big literal loaves of yeah. bread. Right? <laughs> yeah, because in case you didn't know, uh, there's a parallel. When it comes to Gordy's narrative and Jupe's narrative, right, the yeah. whole idea of uh, of um, him surviving this this horrible event, basically the the monkey chimpanzee or monkey, uh, chimp. the chimp yeah. basically massacres. I think he's eating one of the co-stars' faces. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's one of those situations where the the sitcom that was being filmed had a monkey and. Honestly, that feels more like of a 70s, 80s vibe, right? Rather than the 90s. Yeah. And uh, the monkey snapped, the chimp snapped and killed a bunch of people. And it was fucked up. Yeah. And even here, I'm like, all right, show me more. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it, cut to the to the, the, the movie storyline. Show me more of the monkey. <laughs> and um, it's fucked up because we see him. Well, we don't see him, but we see his brains get blown out. Yeah, we see that. And it's for, in front of the kid. Yeah. And it's, it's very a traumatic, very gripping moment. And uh, we cut to something else. We cut to something else. We cut to something else. And it's uh, it's the kind of film that you have to give it... I feel like you have to give it a second watch. Probably. Right? Yeah, maybe stoned as well. (laughs) I mean, being stoned enhances things, Mm -hmm. you know, as somebody who's a connoisseur. Uh, But I wasn't high on this one. I'm currently taking this tolerance break, so Mm -hmm. kind of like... uh, But, yeah, I'm pretty sure watching it again and being a little stoned might help. Yeah, the viewing experience, but yeah. it, I just feel like all right. Listen, in the beginning, after the monkey, it moves to after the chimp loses his mind. Uh, we move to where the ranch is, right? And the father, played right. by a uh, David. No, what's it, Keith? Um, but fucking, it's a really good actor. Yeah, legend really, in the yeah, industry. He's I, Anderson in Mass Effect. Exactly, uh, he was, his voice. He was. Um, <laughs> he was also one of the generals in Modern Warfare. And modern. Oh right, he yeah. was. He was yeah. in Community. He was in like a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. He, he has a very iconic voice. Yes, yeah, super yeah. iconic, super yeah. super legendary. Yeah, I in, love that. I hated that he was there for five minutes. You're, <laughs> exactly, I think you're, you're going to exactly. talk about. You're gonna... And then uh, you know we just see he's he's bitching that his daughter isn't there, and then the son uh, OJ. Which they made an, an OJ joke. Yeah. Which is like, come on, people. <laughs> Your name's OJ. Yeah. <laughs> what, but what was weird is that they the OJ joke was made from like this old blonde white. Right. Woman. Yeah. So but, it, it's kind of like it's old <laughs> and it's literal because she's she's from that generation. Yeah. Which also makes me think like the current crop of uh, generation that want to go watch this movie. How well do they know that story? Uh, I think they just know it by the the lore. The lore. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. like OJ was a killer. They don't know he's a football star, yeah. or like you know his name was Juice. That's what the he's Juice, called. Yeah, OJ. Yeah, so it's Orenthal James. That's why. Yeah, Orenthal James. And um, so his dad dies. We just see it. We just hear a bunch of stuff falling to the ground, and his dad gets hit, 
and he's like, <laughs> I was like so fucked up too because he's on the horse. The dad is on the horse. He gets hit and then just stumbles. Like the horse lazily walks uh, like a hundred yards or so, maybe less. And then the father just falls over, and the camera holds on OJ for like what seemed like ten minutes <laughs> until he actually reacted to go help his dad. Right? right, right <laughs> like yeah. You see something happen like that, you run over immediately. Yeah. So yeah. for me, he's partially to blame why his dad died. I'm saying that <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> Speaking of, it's, it's they doesn't shy away from the gore, or at least the kind of like disarminess of it. Well, for that one scene, yeah, for, yeah, and well, including the Gordy scene. I mean, we don't see it, granted, but it's something that uh, that Keith David. Keith, oh, Keith David. I said Keith. Something. Yeah, yeah, that's his name, Keith yeah. David. Yeah, and we actually see uh, what did the damage. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oof. We actually see the, see the damage it does to his eye, and it's like a, a penny or I think a quarter. Yeah, it's, a, it's a coin. A coin, right. fell and sliced. It hit him in the, the top of the, the head and just sliced him open. Yeah. And it, well, we actually see that scene in the, the trailer as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When the, like, um, the overhead shot when he's laying on, on the gurney dead, we see that shot in the trailer, and we can see that something fucked up his eye. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so for me... Trying to figure out what happened, actually, then like twenty minutes later, showing us that there's aliens right. would have been a lot of a better horror story mm -hmm. to pursue than what actually what had happened. You know, yeah, like for it to be like a, this an hour and a half or two hour film of them figuring out what's going on, there's disappearances happening and stuff like that. You could even still introduce the narrative with the 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 Asian dude that was feeding horses to the, to the alien spoilers. <laughs> but then towards the end, oh shit, it's aliens. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's that kind of film that it, it kind of branches off a lot of stuff, mm. right? It seems like it, it's a, there's a base narrative and then it splits off in different branches when you have, because you have Jupe, you have the director, you have uh, OJ, and you have all these storylines. And uh, it, it, they're all technically related, to yeah. some extent, but they're not. They're very fringe. You gotta make some stretches, but right, they're related. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're related, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a little weird with the intern. What do you think of the performances about all of them? Um, all five of them. All six? five. I liked the main character OJ, played by Daniel Kaluuya. I don't know how to say your last name, mm. dude, but. I felt like he's a really good actor. Um, he was in Black Panther. I liked him in Black Panther as well. Yeah, I liked him in Black Panther. Uh, Steven Yen, the Asian guy. Yeah. <laughs> just cool. I knew who he was because he was in... Um, he played the, the, the one dude who got his brains bashed out in uh, Walking Dead. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I didn't think about that. It's um, Glenn. Glenn, exactly. Right, Glenn. Right. He played Glenn in The Walking Dead, so I knew who he was. Um, and then the... the the Latino dude, woo, <laughs> who played <laughs> the, 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 fries. the guy who works at Fry. Is Fry still around? Or no, no, yeah, yeah, it's gone. I saw I it. I was older. like, wait, yeah, <laughs> wait, yeah. So he was pretty like for what hit that role needed to be was perfect. I really love the director. Yeah, was played by uh, Michael Wincott, just like this old fucking grizzled, grizzled director. Well, has been in the shit for a while. Ooh. Probably was a war correspondent <laughs> back war in the day or something. They, when they reintroduce him in the film, uh, he's in his editing bay, and it's not just like any editing bay. It's an old fashioned yeah. cut and splice, you know, kind of editing. Yeah, bay. he's got the the little knob, yeah. the frame by frame, yeah, and stuff like right. that. Yeah. In case you didn't know, before you know, Avid and Premiere, they had to physically uh, splice and you know cut the film yeah. in order to do those you know transitions and fade and stuff like that so this guy you know that just says that he's you know a old veteran of film. yeah he's been through some shit yeah uh kiki palmer 
Kiki Palmer. Who played the sister, mm-hmm. I found was the most annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because, like, the personality she was portraying doesn't mesh well with my personality. Oh. Like, I'm more reserved. I'm more like, eh. For OJ. For OJ. That's right. why That's why I, I, I resonated more with OJ. Yeah. I feel like, I, if anything, I'm, I connect with that dude because yeah. he doesn't want to do anything with this shit. He just wants to get on with his life and just move on. But the, the, yeah. the, the sister is, like, being all loud and introducing herself to people and being... For me, it would be obnoxious. Mm. That's the right word, right? Obnoxious, yeah. yeah. Probably saying it wrong, but... <laughs> and um, all the, the, the issues started essentially with her, right? Because she was the one... She wasn't there when uh, he was... Uh, on set right to help with the horse, right, the horse yeah. lost. she came in she was late she was late she was late but even even when they were about to start shooting she goes off to, to self-promote herself right right and he's over here being like I'm not, I mean I'm not used to the situation and I need help and I'm not being helped right and it always felt like um, even set up that she was more interested in doing her own thing rather than you know family business type yeah of yeah because and, and it's it's implied well it's implied but it's told to us that she resents her father in some degree yeah yeah what did you think yeah i uh, I, I agree i agree well not not her just because i'm like okay she's the typical kind of loud you know we have to kind of character but i did yeah. like oh i did like a lot of their performances yeah the I mean, majority of the performances of who they were like the loud one the reserved one you know the one who just kind of wants to get into the action yeah uh, they did it pretty well didn't didn't take me out of it yeah, I'm, that's uh, like I'm. I'm only. This is only like. No, that's uh, just you. That's no, just I mean, me. Yeah, Joel's a very uh, quiet, reserved guy, and if you're yelling <laughs> and making all these emotional stuff, it'll instantly turn him off. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. The performances were great. Even uh, uh, Stephen Yoon's character, we didn't really see a lot of, <laughs> from him, but. I th- I feel like he served the purpose of that character great gratefully. Yeah, it's oh, for whatever narrative. <laughs> it's, it's it's this film is a very conundrum because uh, I it's my first Jordan Peele film and I I, I was expecting something uh, a little more you know narrative, mm-hmm. cohesive. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it is more narrative cohesive. But the spaces between those moments of narrative cohesion are very far, very yeah. in between. Yeah, there, there's like a lot of, um, I guess, filler. Mm. You know, like you, we talk about how films could be easily, you know, chopped 15, 20 minutes out to make it a little more concise. Mm. I feel like this movie's perfect example of that. There's a lot of like camera setup. There's a lot of, a lot of fucking praying mantis, <laughs> praying mantis on the camera. Like, right. come on, just, you don't have to linger on that. Yeah. I get that it's there for, because, for the purpose of them not being able to, to get the the shot that they want, but that scene could have easily been tripped yeah. up. A it's very bit. artsy, right? And not artsy in terms of like Dune, where there's literal <laughs> like three minute shots of like uh, a <laughs> hill or, or sand or some sort of cityscape. Yeah. It's very artsy where like at the beginning, like you said, where he holds for about five minutes. It allows us to like, what is he going on or what's yeah. going through his head, and it's a little detrimental, but. Yeah. yeah, it just that scene for me was like that's not how somebody would react in real life. You're like I've seen somebody fall off a, a horse. Yeah, it's not a pretty thing you want to. I've fallen off a horse. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so you, what you want to do is get to some them. I mean, I, I fucking fell off a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you know someone just stood there and just stared at you. Yeah, you know if that shit would have happened while I was on the ten freeway, I probably would have gotten run over. But yeah. thankfully, people got out and helped. Yeah, and like it's not the situation where you're like, 
you li- want to linger. You see? And that was like two seconds. <laughs> you just lo- that, that felt like eternity. You kind of looked at me and was like, what are, what's going on? <laughs> Where you want to linger. And I, like, I understand yeah. there might be a shock value, but come on, man. It's your father. Yeah, right. It's your father. Right. Knowing our history, like, yeah. definitely. Like, I've, I've been in that position where someone's collapsed and I've, I've like, screamed and they, like, <laughs> ran to them. I haven't really, like, stood there and, and um, yeah. shell shock kind of I thing. guess, like, what's that? That saying is, like, when, when the situation calls for, like, some rise up to it and the others, like, whimper or stuff like that. Like, yeah. I guess, I mean, he did eventually, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a, I feel like that's just his character, I guess, at that mm, time. At he's time. very timid and is very, uh, you know, what's going on. And he is, he's still to that after six months. Yeah. But there is a development until the end where he's, he's you know, triumphant on a horse. After. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what do you think of the twist? Which was? The, the UFO being this very mad ravioli from space I thought it looked like a um, a Yu-Gi-Oh card really yeah like let me what try to, a Yu-Gi-Oh card yeah like let me try to oh is it a Yu-Gi-Oh card monster or no uh, a Yu- I think it was a re- resurrection oh, no. card <laughs> resurrection card cause it's like it's like let me show you Oh yeah, I could definitely, especially with the spirally bits. The spir- yeah, yeah, the, the spirally bits and yeah. stuff like that. And it was interesting just because like we've never actually seen an alien film where like the vessel it's the actual alien itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've seen Predator, uh, we've seen Alien, we've seen a whole bunch of films where they're alien, where it's like the ship is one thing and then the alien like beams down or something. Right? Yeah, there's like a ship. ramp or something. Yeah, like and that. not where the 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 actual alien itself is the the entity you know yeah it's it was a nice twist i feel like the marketing shouldn't have showed it at all no should have just shown it it's a you know it's your stop gotta stop saying you know it's it's your typical uh, textbook ufo yeah you know, it's a saucer and bit but we don't really know that it's a, a an actual organism and it's eating people and stuff like that yeah and that's like one of the the parallels like the the big main parallel of uh, steven yen's character is um, with the monkey, with the chimp, is that the uh, the 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 creators or the tamers of the chimp, you know, they're doing what they could to tame this wild animal, and which essentially was just to feed it, right? You know, keep it happy, keep it fed, and then that's what he was trying to do with the alien, which which when we later found out that that's why he was buying the horses, yeah, is that he was feeding them horses. <laughs> yeah, what a liar! Yeah, he's, he's very charismatic. I mean, he he, he tells. He tells OJ like, "Oh yeah, you can just buy it off back when you can't chance." Like, no, they're, no. they're gone. They're, yeah, yeah, it's it was fucked up and connecting, um, trying to connect with OJ, especially like because he had uh, more in, invested with the horses rather than like the the sister. Yeah, and knowing eventually him realizing that he was feeding the horses, and then when when uh, the aliens ate like the whole spectators and stuff like that and the horse was like oh, I ain't going out there yeah it's, it's like no yeah it's that that scene creeped me out I mm-hmm. mean it's not very it, the film is not very horror it's very thriller-esque but there are moments of horror mm-hmm. with like uh, Gordy and the and them taking the spectators but what I didn't expect was to have a shot inside yeah as they were being digested yeah and then like they find the horse head and it's been digested and then it's flying around and you can just hear them scream like help us and stuff yeah, like that and then yeah. it just dumps all over the house yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a weird film yeah. because uh, we're, we're so used to having structure, right? Mm-hmm. You know, three act, nine act, whatever, some sort of structure, beginning, middle, end. But this film is more content in giving us six or five different narratives and that loosely connect to one grander scheme. Of yeah, film. which I feel that for me is the, de- the detriment. Mm. It's, it's too much going on and the payoff really isn't necessarily doesn't live up to you know the five narratives that it's, it's trying to sow yeah it's it's uh, granted personally I, I felt that I was invested at the end yeah when they're trying to get right. the shot yeah I when they're like, trying right. to get but it's such a, a step back <laughs> the grandest because you're when you see the movie you want to see oh how this connects to this especially if you're a trainer or a critic you want to mm-hmm. see how these narratives pay off but they don't really pay off to some extent especially uh, uh Jupe's character. Yeah. Jupe's character is more for us to see the consequences of yeah. what will happen if they go wrong. But yeah, it's it's towards the end and the whole just the whole idea of them trying to get a shot to be millionaires. Greed. Right? It's just the whole the whole grand like oh there's an alien yeah. eating people. Like there's there's aliens and they're just they, they need of they need to get rich or get some notoriety or some fame. Yeah, and then like don't you feel like if after what happened at the the old timey uh, amusement park, where everybody got eaten up, don't you think like the fucking FBI, the CIA, the <laughs> ATF, the DEA would be crawling all over that thing? Like, yeah, it's. I feel that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> and also, it's it's the narrative. Yeah. Especially the only thing that shows up is a dude from TMZ. Yeah. So that's it. Already speaks volumes. Like a bunch of people went missing. How can we capitalize? on that disappearance yeah. and the dude from TMZ which is kind of randomish for me I thought it was a it felt like parody at that point yeah the, the him being from or them assuming he was from TMZ because they didn't <laughs> they didn't necessarily say right they were just like oh right. shit it's TMZ right I felt like maybe give him a fake name you know mm-hmm. don't necessarily associate TMZ with uh, a character in your movie, you know, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. necessarily have to be like that. But yeah, I like the way he he ended up dying. <laughs> yeah, it's like take a shot, take a photo. I was like, oh my god, dude, you're, there's an alien about to eat you, and you're yeah. worried about yeah. And he has like three cameras. Yeah, and he, yeah, it was, it was funny though because like um, he had an electric motorcycle, mm-hmm. and for the alien, whenever the alien was around, I think it didn't really necessarily set up like this, the perimeter, right? Mm-hmm. It was just, whenever it was around a certain um, area of, of space, it would essentially have like an EMP. So yeah. no electronics would would, would, uh, would work. Yeah. And how they figure out a way to track it is that they got a bunch of like those um, car sales, the people. Yeah. Like the, 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 uh, not people. Uh, what the, is it? The ones that, the tube Yeah, the tube people. They kind of like wave that, around yeah. and stuff like and they just set it up all over the ranch. And whenever the alien would float, and then we would see them die. So, oh, it's in that general area. Yeah. And it was in the general area where the TMZ dude was hauling ass towards and all of a sudden just, <laughs> boom, dead motorcycle. He flies off. And then... He <laughs> breaks his leg, I think. Breaks his leg. Everything. He fucks himself up. And then the, the OJ was like, yeah, that dude dead. And then you hear, ah! <laughs> in the background. <laughs> It's very comedic. Yeah. I mean, o- OJ is is definitely. I love that character. Yeah. There's a scene where like where uh, the monster digests the people and is just raining the gore and viscera uh, over the house, which is a little like <laughs> it, it, he wants it to be there. And OJ, I think he's in a car. 
Yeah, he, then, well, he want to go save the Lucky, right? The horse, right, right. And then he's bringing he's bringing him back, and as he gets closer to the house, the 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 vehicle he's driving dies. Yeah, and he's just waiting there to see what's up. Yeah, and then the monster, after it's done, you know, pissing on the house, uh, it floats over him. And it's just floating over him, and then he kind of opens the door and looks a little bit up, closes it, looks like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, and that's the thing, like, that's where the, the, the comedic background of Jordan Peele shines. Because mm. you saw the, the, the funny moments, and they were not just necessarily like a, a chuckle. They were hilarious. Yeah. It made, I don't know about you, but for me, the whole theater laughed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I mean, it's something that... Uh, there's this alien and you know usually in a horror film it's a dumb character who'd you know be the hero or run out or something like that and he just looks takes one look nope nope yeah e- even with the those kids do we talk about that no, where yeah. these uh dupes kids because uh the sister steals i think one of the horse statues yeah. at the beginning of the ranch or the entrance of the the, the valley and uh, the kids try to do a prank so they wear all these uh this alien makeup and mm. it's a very kind of scary scene because yeah of, Right, because yeah. one you, there's even bone like sounds of bones when they stand up, and I'm like, what's what's going on here? <laughs> and it turns out it's the kids dressed up and they're doing a prank. And mm-hmm. They let the horses out. Yeah, and uh, OJ looks at one, and then he sees another one like kind of go on the rafters. He's like, nope, and he starts backing <laughs> off. Yeah, that was that was funny, and it was funny to see where because he has a flip phone. Yeah, he's trying to take, and then he was shooting at landscape <laughs> right. rather than portrait. So right. even he fucking you. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine. Imagine the scene. Okay, do it portrait. Yeah. Or uh, landscape, not do it yeah. portrait. But yeah. then that also could have set up, been the setup for like actual aliens. Mm. And then, you know, the movie turns into a, an alien fo- film, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. true classical alien film. Right. Where there's like the, the narrative of, holy shit, we saw him, now we got to get proof, essentially. Which mm. is what the, the underlining, like the main plot of the story is that they wanted to get proof. Yeah. And just the avenues they took. It, it takes were, a lot, right? Right. Like imagine it as like a on a freeway, and it's it's just kind of weaving in and out of yeah. different lanes. So what would you do to make it more focused? Because it seems like this film does is very, uh, it's a very ambitious when yeah. it comes to the narrative. Right. It has like five different narratives, and hopes to God that the the person watching gets it. Yeah. But how do I, you how do you make it a little bit more? I would have just focused on being like an an actual you know predator alien-esque type of film where we have uh an actual you know conventional alien you could say just because it's me but like like a conventional alien where they have to first figure out what's going on they're Mm -hmm. picking off horses Mm -hmm. and then figure out like how to stop it and or how to get proof to get some help yeah try to make it seem more of a an actual horror film rather than a thriller, comedy, kind of artsy, artsy, so, social commentary to yeah. some extent. <laughs> right, <know? laughs> it's it's very multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So uh, would you would so just be a traditional Independence Day us versus them kind of narrative? Not that campy, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> call it. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, um, Hulu is releasing a prequel to Predator. Pray. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, came came out today, right? I'm yeah. gonna watch later today, and that seems like the perfect you know, alien movie where it's like it's set in a different time. Uh, it's even the the main characters are even not like the conventional main character of films. You know, it's not a white guy. It's a it's an Native American American Native American young woman. Mm-hmm. You know, so even boom, there you go. Your diversity, check that off <laughs> off the fucking off the the dry erase board. And it feels like 
the predator shows up in this super primitive time and they have to make do with the technology that they have at the time right, right. so something along not necessarily like the plot for plot but like mm-hmm. something where the narrative is a lot more cohesive so do you do you feel like the with the message that it's trying to you know the whole emotion not emotional but the political commentary not the political the social commentary of yeah. it all uh, do you think that's more of a detriment to the narrative just because it has so many avenues it wants to establish before going to the last bit, which is actually the most one of the most gripping scenes where yeah. you're trying to get the shot, and but that's the, like halfway through. The fucking um, the director is like, get the the real shot, and then he's getting sucked up. Yeah, it goes on top of the mountain. And there's another like there's another commentary to that too mm-hmm. about the person being exploitive and how you can never reach that perfect shot or yeah. anything like that. Uh, definitely, it, it it shows that it's a detriment. You know, there are some um, occasions where it can be well done. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have to be like rammed down your throat. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about last week about how uh, they cast uh, an African American actor as the uh, black um, Hawkman. Mm-hmm. There's no like, hey, look, this is what we did. There, it's like it's the character. Doesn't matter who's playing them as long as the character is good. And the, the situation can be the same doesn't matter if there's a social commentary of, of to the climate of today you know as long as it's well done i mm-hmm. just feel like it fell short of that mm, so no so it feels like that's the kind of film that began like that as a social commentary yeah. in itself right it doesn't yeah. feel like uh it i the, the whole grander alien scheme seems more secondary yeah to the underlining themes and tones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. yeah like the, the hollywood scene i was thinking like why is this in there yeah and then like immediately the upon like the 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 star's arrival of the commercial because like mm-hmm. who the fuck treats it like it's a commercial Come right on. it's it's, <laughs> it's an old it's an old movie star and just yeah. the kind of reverence yeah yeah it, it's that's why i'm conflicted with yeah. this film it's a film that i i know you know uh, joseph campbell hardcore three acts nine acts but some sort of structure when it comes to a film yeah. but this one is so outside of the box adjacent that it uh it, it i like it because of that because it, it takes it out of the, it, it takes advantage of different ways uh, to tell the narrative but it kind of loses cohesion to some yeah. degree well there are movies where it you know doesn't necessarily follow the three four five act structure and then it just finds a way to tie them all together at the exactly, end. Exactly, exactly. This is where I felt like this movie failed yeah. to do. Yeah, it, it's like Rocky, and, and it's such a weird tangent. <laughs> but Rocky, uh, it didn't follow the three X story structure no. at all. It introduced the character in the first five minutes. Yeah. Right, and then you and you just kind of grab it and then go with it. And this film is very ambitious. It comes with five narratives, uh, from an actor from a director who's only had three movies. Not like Nolan. Mm-hmm. With Dunkirk, right? He he can make those narratives that are kind but of convoluted. Nolan was was fucking around with the narrative from the start. Look at right. Memento, right? The movie basically told in reverse, right? <laughs> <laughs> he has the pedigree, yeah, and and, and the the gravitas to be able to tell a narrative that is a little more convoluted. Yeah. I'm not saying Jordan Peele doesn't have it, but coming from a person who's own, this is the only Jordan Peele film I've watched. It's uh, it's creatively exciting, but also kind of cautious when it comes to future movies personally yeah i just feel like you know if if you want to play around with the the, the narrative structures and how the the film is con- constructed yeah you know by all means you know that's what you want to do that's what you want to do i just feel like maybe 
give it an, give the script another pass. Start cutting away stuff that that you want there. You want it to be there because it's supposed like like I said, it aids to that social narrative. Mm-hmm. But does that really help the story? Does mm-hmm. that really help the movie in the end? I feel like that's something he should have done uh, before he actually you know started <laughs> action. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very multifaceted, very ambitious when it comes to narrative, but it doesn't really stick. It would, it would I could see how it wouldn't stick. Yeah, right. Stuff like that. So, what would you give it? A C, C minus, C minus. No. Uh, what would you give it? I'll probably a B minus. A B minus. Yeah, because uh, the whole sci-fi aspect and the whole idea that when when Scorsese says, says film is something that is expressive yeah. and something of its time yeah. uh, nope feels that way it's mm-hmm. something that it's, it's of its time especially during this climate or political and social give what you take but also it takes film and takes advantage of the medium yeah right and granted there are scenes <laughs> that have to be taken off or scenes that could be lessened but you see this film and you see other films in the industry it, it's so creatively different and it takes advantage of that. Whether or not that fits or melds uh, depends on who you ask, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and I feel like there's also a, a because of the, the political climate that we're in today where you can't necessarily, you know, disagree with the masses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, like, I was just, like you said, you fell for the reviews, you fell for the... The yeah, hype man. and all that stuff, and I and like I would read the reviews or look at headlines and stuff like that, and praising it as like this this fantastic movie. And for somebody, it might be, you know. But like, yeah. what I want to do is look at things objectively. Exactly, exactly. And for me, looking at it objectively as a, like a movie fan, as somebody who knows you know three act or three act structure, but you know just just because that's like the basic stuff. Yeah. It fell short of what the the critics and the the hype was. Yeah, well, well I, I try to avoid the critics. Yeah. Oh, I, like there's some critics I do like, right? But that's they publish their after the fact, mm-hmm. like not before the movie comes out. Yeah, I've seen articles where they say it, it's Martin Scorsese, not Martin Scorsese. It's a Quentin Tarantino and Scorsese put together. I see no and, evidence yeah, of that. Yeah, well, first of all, the comparison is it's just so far in between, right? These yeah. these creators are from different eras, different times. And even different genres. And different genres, exactly. So just to exaggerate is already a turnoff for me. And, and like you said, like Joel said, uh, it's better to trust your own eyes yeah. right, and look at the film through what you believe. And then if you need help or you need, like, why is this scene here? Mm-hmm. Then turn to a critic. Or turn to some sort turn of... Turn to multiple critics. Turn to multiple yeah, critics, exactly. You, you want to to have, you know, different uh, viewpoints so you could be able to make up your own. Yeah. You know, like you say, I, I don't think this is the, the greatest movie ever put on film. Somebody might think it is. And listen to what we have to say and make up your own decision. Right, right, exactly. Especially when it comes to critics nowadays, it feels it's always uh, good or bad. Yeah, there's no more middle ground, and definitely mm-hmm. there's, to me, there's no such thing as a perfect film because it'll depend on you at yeah. that point, right? Like so we I, we've raved so much about Dune, yeah, Dune, but <laughs> it's not the perfect film. Exactly, <laughs> you, you can definitely see, and it's the same with this film. Yeah, you can definitely see uh, how people would be turned off from it. Right, mm-hmm. Dune was just the lore building and the, the itself. Super, super lore building, but it was so riveting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, when it comes to no. It, it's it's just the same deal with the narrative. Mm-hmm. The narrative and the themes are very multi. Like you said, 
in the same podcast, we've come with, why is the director out there at the beginning? Oh, it's because at the end he's going to be there. There's some sort of payoff, right? Yeah. They establish him at the start. So, it, but what we see objectively is the narrative is yeah. very... Uh, the way the, the way she got his phone number is a really like shady way the cast list to, yeah <laughs> like, I got it off the cast list like what yeah it's like you were there for five minutes <laughs> something like that yeah even yeah. him like how'd you get this number exactly. it's kind of scummy and weird right yeah. some random well it's person. like you have you look at it in his point of view mm-hmm. a random fucking person he might have said hi to not even because he, no, he doesn't that yeah, yeah. might even not, not barely glanced at on a film on a, on a commercial shoot who the company got replaced halfway through because the horse kicked something. You know? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden calls you up and wants you to shoot an alien. Yeah. And not even that, because she doesn't even want to tell him what it is they're, they're trying to shoot. Right. All she says is the money shot. The money? Right? <laughs> right. It's right. the money shot. It's the money shot, all right? Give me a little bit more explanation. It was the money shot, the money shot. Yeah. And then even with the, the fries dude, Mm-hmm. He figured it out on his own because he was looking at the live feed. Right, the cloud. And the cloud. He yeah. saw that over a period of uh, X amount of hours, the cloud was just floating there. Right, right. It wasn't moving. Yeah. And then um, the the director came back because he also saw that. Yeah, and also the the news. The, the news. News, The whole, like, people are disappearing, everyone disappeared. Out. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a very grounded in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because usually in a film, it, it's, it's a very... They would go. They would jump to the chance. Yeah. They're like, "What do you mean?" And then the camera sits, and then it's like, "Okay, he changes his mind." But it's like, "Nope." <laughs> you know, is it something? Even the guy, uh, the the fries guy, he's literally helping them, yeah. free of charge, because he just wants to help. And it's and to them, it's a stranger who's just you know trying to edge their way, stranger, right? right. Trying to get, a, trying to trying to get a, a grab a hand of, of the pot, right? Right, and, and it's it's the very grounded response, like no, you know, go home, do your yeah, thing, go away, yeah. Until at the moment, like he comes and like, oh my gosh, you guys are right, yeah. Sorry, of thing. So it's it's uh, the characters and the context matter mm-hmm. are very gripping to me. Yeah, just the idea of a UFO being an organism, but the the whole structure it doesn't fall apart per se. But you do have to do some little thinking power to connect them. Yeah. Especially with Gordy's scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's... Yeah, I guess you... Well, for me, it felt a lot... It was very hand-healthy. Mm. You, you say that it's not... Like, mm. again, we have <laughs> different different, ex, different experiences. We, uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. It, for me, it did feel like there is... A, the Gordon, the Gordy, the, the chimp... Flashbacks are a clear and obvious metaphor of what what Stephen Young's character is trying to pull off today. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, back to OJ. We know the archetype of like a hero doesn't choose when to be a hero; it's bestowed upon them. Mm-hmm. This is a classic example of it, <laughs> right? Right. Because <laughs> throughout the whole movie, he's like, "I don't want any part of fucking yeah, this. I just want to sell the horses, yeah, and, so yeah. sell the ranch, even sell right? the ranch, right? Right. Yeah, and then uh, when it when it, it came up for him to like pick up the reins and like you said at the end he was fucking stoic on a horse and shit. yeah <laughs> it's it's it's, it's uh, that just wraps it up together doesn't it yeah. it's a very as as much as the conventions it takes it's mm-hmm. it's a very textbook kind of narrative when it comes to the hero yeah like even uh, at, at the, by the end it's it's not the character uh, the sister assumes that the brother's dead and Angel's dead. That's his name. Yeah. Uh, Angel's dead and uh, OJ's is dead because he, she, he distracted the Evangelion-looking thing. Yeah. And then uh, she's able to not only get the shot, 
but also uh, she's it's paid off that he's alive, yeah. but not just alive. He's triumphant on a yeah. horse, and there's Fuck smoke it. everywhere. He's a uh, he's a uh, he's Batman in Return of Batman Returns, <laughs> The Dark Knight Returns, when like the the fucking the the power goes out and the people start rioting. He rolls in with the horse, like let's get this shit done. Right, right, yeah. It, it's, it's very uh, mythological. Yeah, he's Don Quixote. Come on, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, another thing that also really didn't seem uh, make sense to me was mm. that at the end when she's like she's using the like this throwaway shot towards the middle of the film where they're in the the the, the old timey old wild west uh, theme park right and mm. there's kids taking picture from a well and she photobombs them right yeah. and then that becomes the, the 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 tool for her to get the shot at the end right right and then all of a sudden you see like the media and the cops and all that stuff but they don't swarm her right don't you think they would have swarmed her yeah yeah I w- like somebody I, I w- would have taken the picture yeah it's something that I'm like oh how, yeah it's that is weird yeah right yeah it is weird it's something that they they, they stopped at the barricade mm. kind of deal and, and not even the barricade it was the yellow caution tape right you could just go under and rip it right right <laughs> it's uh it's another commentary man yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's I can't wait for this film to be dissected and seeing how different uh, instances in a film can be just kind of nitpicked. Yeah. Now, in terms of badness, but like, oh, what does this say about our social climate at this time? You know, yeah. that sort of thing. The the blanket is no, it, the curtain's red, mm-hmm. just because the author likes the color red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing, you know, there's nothing about your of the the female uh, genitalia or anything or some sort of weird social commentary. It's it's just. Red. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's um. <sighs> What that the one actress who got her face ripped off by the chimp and then she got brought back, who was um, at the 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 show uh, and they got eaten. Yeah, I feel like she got a raw deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much strength to come out with yeah. you know your face in and off and then you get eaten by uh, an alien. An alien, right? So it finishes the job. Exactly. If you want to do the Gordy parallel, <laughs> the, the predator finishes the job without li- letting you live uh, your your life. You know. Yeah, it's it's like fucked that. up. Um, it, it, see, it, even in the trailer, that shot, because we see that shot in the trailer, like a gust of wind, and she has like the veil, and it, it, it flies up, and yeah. then you see how fucked up her face is. Yeah. Again, perfect for horror. I thought that was I, that's. I thought that was the horror aspect. Yeah. It's just some. I thought the whole idea of the, the performance, like some, some sort of weird society, right? Like, like fucked up looking people. Exactly. Like exactly. I thought. I thought she was the alien. Yeah. To actually, to some extent, you know, someone who's a spy who's not doing very well, but <laughs> it's, it's just uh, just there to observe and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy to grab from the the well of of textbook narratives when it comes mm-hmm. to horror and in sci-fi. But this one, he just kind of, like, nope, none of it. <laughs> yeah, of it. just completely left turn. Wherever you think is going to be a right turn or head straight, just throws it in reverse. <laughs> throws it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd be interesting to see, because Jordan Peele was supposed, I don't know if he actually did, but he was supposed to be producing uh, the new Twilight Zone. Mm. For CBS, right, right, and hosting, I think, right. Was it hosting? Yeah, I think he's also, he uh, yeah, he's also hosting it as a the. Is that is it is it out? I, I have no idea. I, like, th- I think it. I think it got canceled. It got canceled. Yeah, it did have because it was trying to contend. I think with a Black Mirror, mm-hmm. you know, Black Mirror did it well. Yeah, did it first. It and took it, it. Well, it was. Uh, 
the Twilight Zone. Yeah, but and then Black Mirror just yeah. fucked everything up because it became so weird and crazy. Right. And then they tried to bring it back, and I guess it didn't work. Yeah, and then when Twilight Zone, even despite the lineage of it, you know, the whole hostedness of it, it yeah. didn't really. I would like to see him do like a classic, you know, invasion of the body snatchers. Mm, that would be cool. Like, cause I, even though we rail against the remakes, I feel like <laughs> it's time, right? Because when was the last invasion of the body snatchers? Oh, because there was the the, the one the in the fifties, right? And then the and then remake. there was in the seventies, right? Seventies, and maybe one in the nineties. I do feel like there was one in the 90s, but it was horror-oriented. Yeah. Know, like, gore and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so I would like to see him, like, stay, stick with a, a narrative that's, you know, <laughs> a little more conventional. And then bring your spin to it. Yeah, I, I feel like Nope, not Nope, uh, Us and Get Out are, are more of that conventional narratives. You know, well, I, I, We I, assume. We haven't I seen them. I, that's true. I haven't seen them, but I assume just because the cast feel very uh, close, close-knit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it would be cool to have him do an invasion of the body snatchers for today. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty interesting to, to watch. Um, I, I I mean Jordan Peele for me was always a, a comedic actor, a comedic performer. Excuse me. So to have him, you know, try his hand on what's being called horror. Yeah. I guess horror has changed. Yeah, so. I was thinking about that as I watched this film. Just the horror has changed from the gory kind of shock value sort of deal to more of a psychological, more internalized struggle. To jump scares. To jump scares. Yeah. Some of the bad ones, I hate those. Yeah, fucking jump scares are the worst. Yeah. Well, that's our discussion slash review of Nope. Yeah. Uh, It's a pretty good film. A decent watch. Decent watch, yeah. Yeah. But it's not something that will, you know, a 10 or a 9. No, anything like that. Yeah, Somewhere, for me, it's hovering around like a six. Yeah, yeah. And you was like a seven. Yeah, seven, yeah. six point five, something along those lines. But yeah, well, that's been our review. <laughs> <laughs> our discussion. We'll see you uh, next week for another installment of Pop Salsa. I've been your host Ernesto with my very luscious co-host. Luscious. Luscious. Wow. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> see you. I I think we'll uh, we might we want to review Prey next week. If you're gonna watch it, I'll yeah, watch I'm it. down. Yeah, I'm well, next, next, uh, next, next, next time. Takes. I also want, I want you to watch uh, an, the unbearable weight of a massive talent. Yeah, oh, we'll do that the instead. Nick Cage film. Yeah, we'll do that instead. Not back to back sci-fi. So we'll review uh, the unbearable weight of, of what? A massive talent. A massive talent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It's... Well, <laughs> we'll see you that next next week. Until then, take care. Be safe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.